0: Uh, I'm John McKellar. Thank you again for joining us for tonight's interview. It's just the one tonight. Uh We're taking a bit of a night off, so we're going to make it a good one. Uh, John McKellar of uh, the Glasgow Comets from the Baseball Scotland National League and one half of ball caps and bagpipes.
1: Well, one of us is taking another night off. <laughs> the other person <laughs> has to <a, laughs> sit into a, a meeting with Sabre and then I'm live with Beckett's live tonight at 1am uh, my time.
2: <laughs> so uh, that'll be fun. What... Uh, uh, did say to them about?
1: I'm not going to bed till like two o'clock. It was, I think it was almost <laughs> three o'clock in the morning last night. Listen, Jason, don't you have the audacity to wear that
0: and then complain about not getting the night off? You think to
1: getting any sympathy when you're wearing that? So I'm wearing, you know how it works, the hat, the hat <laughs> like that. So actually, funny enough, you mentioned this. So tonight, I'm wearing, um, I'm wearing my plaid jacket and my kilt for my interview because. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Cause, cause well, me...
2: well, John, go ahead. John, I've got to tip my cap to you uh, for your Yankees, right? I gotta, I'm sorry, right. Eric.
0: I'm sorry, Eric. That was, it's all right. That all right. was mean. That was mean. See what you've made me do, Jason. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway. So,
1: anyway, who who are you, Jason? So I'm Jason Durr. I'm the other half of. I think mean, you've screwed up already. Of ball caps and bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> And and we're joined uh, today by, uh, I'm also a oh, baseball uh, Scotland Hall of Famer, and I'm owner of Art Classics, so, uh, welcome to our Meet the Artist series.
0: Yep, spit it out, Jason. I did it, I did it. <laughs> I didn't
1: think about it, <laughs> up so many times, I have to think about it. We're joined today by our only guest today, is
0: Eric Kittelberger. Eric, would you like to say hello?
2: Hey guys, uh, thank you very much for having me, um, I really appreciate you doing all this, this is, uh Really extra special, you know. I, it's something when I joined this event, I would have never thought I'd be doing a podcast with uh, with you guys. And it's uh, uh, I hope to have a little fun with uh, talking baseball and cards and art and you know two of my favorite things to talk about. So
0: hey, man, that that goes both ways. We're happy to have you on, and certainly when we started this podcast a little over a year ago, I don't think you know we were able to imagine being involved in a project of this size and getting to meet all you amazing artists and speak. To you guys about your baseball backgrounds and to that uh, I always like to start everyone with the same question and that question is uh, tell us about your background in baseball obviously I, I see you're an Indians fan um are you from Indians the and, area
2: and Reds uh, and Reds yeah. are you from the Ohio area yeah did you <laughs> yeah, know yeah that from uh, from Canton Ohio home of the uh, football Canton, offense, Ohio
0: so. the, the Ohio, yeah. of my all-time favorite ball player Mr. Thurman Munson he
2: is, oh, absolutely. A- absolutely absolutely You want. to uh, just in here, and I was just—I uh, I figured you might be a Thurman Munson fan, and I was just uh, thinking about. I was actually driving home with my dad from a tournament we were playing, and and heard he had uh, had passed, and it was it was really kind of a sad day um, back then. So, uh, yeah, big props. Uh, but uh, um, him and Johnny Bench were kind of like rivals, right back then. It was sure, yeah. uh, it was great, yeah. So uh, yeah, I had a, met a friend in first grade. He uh, lived adjacent to the right field at our elementary school ball field and um, got to know his family really well. And um, I don't even know how it happened, but we just started you know, going up to the field about every night. My dad would be all day pitcher and um, got a couple of kids from across the street. We'd go up and play and um, <clears throat> it just got to be huge i mean we'd play every night we play on the weekends um some nights we'd have eight kids some nights we'd have 20. i mean kids would just show up from all over the neighborhood and we ended up calling it the nbl right the neighborhood baseball league <laughs> and it was uh, great fun i mean it was from all ages you know little five-year-old kids up to high school kids and everybody um you know, just loved playing with everybody else. And, uh, it, uh, it kind of trickled over into playing baseball in the, in the local leagues. Uh, We always dominated because we played so much and, um, we were, (laughs) you know, had great fun, um, doing that. Uh, I was a pitcher first baseman. i I'm like 6'6", six, six, so uh, I was always the slowest kid in school. So, you know, stick me on the mound, stick me at first base. Can't move around very good. But uh, uh, they would always bring me in when uh, the hard throwers were, uh, you know, get three and O counts or I, I always threw strikes. They'd bring me in on, on stressful situations <laughs> like that. And I was, they knew I wasn't gonna, you know, throw a ball. So uh, it was fun um I got up to uh, high school played uh, they didn't have freshman ball in my high school so you had to make the JV squad uh played JV for a year and uh, I was done with high school after that I played with the guys all the way up till I was 17 and in, in, in the summer but uh, I just uh you know I wasn't a fan of the high school team so uh that's kind of where I ended that um and fast forward to my son I coached my son all the way up uh until I was I was telling Jason um you know he ended up playing some college ball and it was always fun watching him play so um but that uh it took a lot of time you know it's uh I started my own business in um in 95 and uh, it was gangbusters really the whole time and then you know once uh once the kids come along it's it's uh it's it's hard to, to focus on yeah. uh on stuff so uh you know um i think uh i can remember my first game uh, that i ever went to first professional game it was I'm guessing it was 1975 and uh, went up to the old municipal stadium in Cleveland and uh, saw the Brewers play. And I was all excited. Hey, I'm going to get to see Hank Aaron at a home run, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> it's all kind of fuzzy now, you know, because I was eight years old, but that was a real treat to, uh, to at least see him come to play. Uh, and, uh, I, I think, uh, I started collecting cards around the same time. I, I probably picked up a few packs, 74, 75, uh, 76, it got uh, real, I got really into it. 10 cents a pack. Um, everybody in the neighborhood had tons of 76 cards and and we would go over to each other's houses and uh, everybody would throw their whole collection in a, in a paper uh, bag, right? And we played this game where you picked Pick out a card and you'd build your lineup and then you'd look at their stats on the backs of the cards and you know whoever whoever had the best stats you got a point for that position and mm-hmm. all my 76 cards are just destroyed from doing all that but uh, but it was a blast right I mean all the corners are yeah. just round and there's so many creases in all of them but it was a blast um, and uh, so I probably yeah Collected off and on uh, throughout the years. You know, certain points in your life you, you stop collecting. Uh, like when I went to college, I, I still love the cards, but you know, you gotta you gotta pay for school. Yeah. Uh, and then I think I got back into it once I got my first job out of out of school, um, which was uh, I think around nineteen ninety. Um, did a lot of collecting of the ninety cards. Um, but it's just it's fun. The cards to me are art, uh, nostalgia. I love the I love the cleanness and simplicity of the older cards. Uh, just classic. Uh, today's cards, obviously, they're a lot more modern, a lot slicker, um, a lot, really a lot prettier. Right? You got a lot of cool looking stuff. So um, they're uh, it's really cool uh, just to see all the different designs. And that's, uh, that's what I really like. So I've got, uh, two more
0: questions off the back of that that I'd like to ask, uh, before I hand over to Jason to ask about your art. Uh, the okay. first one of uh, them would be about your, uh, regarding your card collection. Do you still have all the ones that you collected as a youngster? Uh, how big I really is your collection? Do. Yeah.
2: yeah, I do. Um, I, I put them all in the, the plastic pages. Um, I've got them in the, those big uh, Tupperware boxes. I don't know if they're Tupperware boxes, or whatever <laughs> they right are. They're yeah, just they're big, big, right plastic, <laughs> big plastic bins right in my basement. And I got them in notebooks. I got them organized. Um, uh, <clears throat> I keep in 2001, my son really started to collect. And that was a great year to start collecting because you got Ichiro and pool holes, and you got all the memorabilia cards that are just starting to explode. and uh, so I have a lot of those up here, and I have a lot of my my older ones up here that uh, that I really like to look at sometimes. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, sixty Clementi. Uh, he's one of my uh, big heroes. Um, mm-hmm. So I really like that card. I like the sixty set. Um, so yeah, I've got them. Yeah, probably drives my <laughs> wife crazy i've got them in closets got them in the basement shelves yeah they're, just, they're all over the to, place sometimes. we have
0: to keep our priorities right don't we <laughs> yeah 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 um,
2: uh, and i do look at them from time to time it just uh, brings back a lot of good memories because you, you go around with your friends and trade yeah um and it was it was great fun <laughs> that's amazing
0: um we got on the subject of great memories, the other thing I wanted to ask you about was uh, you mentioned coaching your son and your, co- your son uh, you yep. know, playing at the college level. Um, do you have any favorite memories of coaching your son? And also, was there one piece of advice that you always gave your son that you would uh, sort of impart on a new player?
2: Um, boy, there's just a lot of good memories. Uh, I think back... Um, there's some, uh, some older teams we would beat uh, great, great time. You know, you're nine years old, you beat a group of 10 year olds. Um, <laughs> he, uh, <clears throat> he threw a no hitter as a sophomore, uh, in well, one of his varsity games. He, uh, he beat, um, the best team in the, in the County beat them one, nothing when he was a sophomore. Really? Um, he, uh, I believe it was like uh, maybe the number eight, number 11 team in division two. Uh, his junior year in college, he beat them three, nothing. I think he probably had uh, maybe five double plays behind him. I mean, he's, he's a ground ball pitcher. He's a uh, uh, great change up and people just beat the ball into the ground when he's throwing. So uh, yeah, it was uh great to uh, see that so um advice i think it's with anything you just gotta keep doing it You keep working hard uh nose of the grindstone um Mm -hmm. never give up i mean you're gonna fail uh it's same really in art too right you're gonna fail if you're if you're not failing you're not learning and um you keep trying to figure out how to throw a better pitch, or you know, um, even be a better teammate, right? Just uh, keep working. I mean, that's it's, it, sounds simplistic, but uh, that's that's kind of how I got to where I'm at, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, um, with my art, yeah, I just have to keep keep working I keep looking at other other uh, artists stuff um, try to figure out what they're doing um, and I get I get bored doing one thing too many times so that's why I, I try a whole bunch of different styles so um, eventually something clicks and uh, I have a lot of fun doing it but I've got a lot of throwaway stuff <laughs> so Jason, uh, I'll let you uh, dive
0: uh, a bit further into the art side of things now, then.
1: Not yet. No, I'm going to ask him about his baseball cards. 01, so, because, <laughs> <laughs> so... because uh, I have the same thing. I started collecting back in 01 after going to college and coming back there. And my cards haven't been touched in 19 years. So I just kind of okay. shipped over going uh, to ask. Mine are in a brick this long.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh,
1: yeah. The, because... <laughs> Because obviously the designs are so slick that they all break yeah. together. So I'm curious yeah. if the cards survived or not.
2: Um, yeah, they really do. Even the ones I keep in boxes. Um, everything Everything's really good. Uh, um, like I said, I put a lot of them in the what are the, what are the pro whatever uh, plastic pages. and Because yeah, yeah. um, uh, that way I can you know, you can flip through them and look, look at them. Um, uh, But everything, everything's good. Yeah. Other than the ones we beat the crap out of (laughs) playing the games, you know, it was, uh, it's really disappointing because I love my 76 cards. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you
1: mean. Yeah. I I, was just one of those things where, I think it survived three different moves and it's just sitting in a box for 19 years. So when they came over and I opened it, I pulled them out and I was just like, I've heard of this bricky before.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's. I've moved a couple of times and had to move them. I think, do I really want to move these? <laughs> what do I want to do with these? And but it always comes back to, I do really love them. You know, I like to look at them. I like to have them. Um, even though I don't look at them that often, it's just I know they're there and it's just something i don't I know is cute. that weird i don't know <laughs>
1: no i i think everyone's a card collector at heart i mean everyone we talked to uh, has said they've got some cards or they started off on cards and, and were inspired by that all there so
2: yeah um right everyone's got i mean i don't need my my
1: 86 tops like <laughs> there's nothing in there <laughs> but i know i want them you know it's just like it's yeah like, I'll, I'll look through that yeah. thing okay that was
2: great it's a feeling that you that you get when you're a kid right it's just was it was a fun time so that's and i I love to build the sets i don't know that's that's what i like to do i like the hunt um it's fun it's exciting when you find a card that you don't have that you know it's going to complete your set um yeah it's that's what that's what's for me as well as the the art side of it
1: when we finish up, I'll, I'll put you in touch with my buddy Ethan. Uh, he's a set builder, and that's his that's his jam. Okay. So, so yeah, he, he likes to do everything pre eighty five. So that, that's a uh,
2: okay
1: because it's easier. I mean, now there's you know parallels and refractors, and you just never.
2: Know. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, I've given up on that. I I, I do buy the top set at Target every year because right. I just like to have them. They're they're still on the shrink wrap and and they're sitting up here in my office, but. Uh, yeah, I just have them. I think maybe when I retire someday, maybe I'll crack them open and put them in the pages. I don't know. <laughs> maybe not. I don't think I'm ever going to retire though. So it's funny so. you say
1: that because uh, when I was getting my stuff shipped over, my brother's like, "You can keep them in the pages, or you can take them out. If you keep them in the pages, it's going to add significantly more weight to your package."
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Those those notebooks can be uh, pretty heavy.
1: So, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I was just like when he said it over. I was like, "Wow, these, these things do weigh a lot." I guess <laughs> I remember them. Like I be, put them in the folder and slide them in there, and then yeah. in the closet and pull it out every once in a while. And,
2: yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so,
1: so another question before I move on to about your work: Are you collecting
2: yeah. Project Twenty Twenty? Uh, I'm not. Um, I do admire the work though. Um, yeah. I, I do. I do watch them as the new ones come out. I, I see what they're doing. It's like dang, Tops, why didn't you call me? I could have done something like that, right?
1: <laughs> There's a couple of <laughs> Tops artists in here, and I think they were kind of like, I kind of wish I was involved in well, but, you know, you're already... Yeah. Top, so. Right.
2: Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I admire them, and uh, maybe somewhere down the road, who knows? Uh, yeah, exactly. It'd be great, but...
1: 10 million followers like Ben Baller, you know, will... We'll yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right, right. So, but yeah uh are cool i like them yeah
1: it's, it's, a, it's a fun project I'm, I'm really enjoying it there so
2: yep absolutely so let's talk
1: about your art so okay um so what before i get started to ask you about this is that you worked with various brands i was looking at your resume and uh oh yeah it seems to be a lot of uh companies to produce a lot of sugary things there
2: well <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I had a rep and, uh, she was in Connecticut, so she would get me some work from New York and stuff. So yeah, I got to do some old El Paso, um, uh, Swedish fish, right. Yep. Uh, um, sour patch candies, a lot of the gums, stride gum, uh, yeah. Dinkine, trident. I, you know, um, I did a, a cool project with Guinness and bass ale for, uh, uh a Halloween, uh, thing they were doing some tarot cards that they right. were going to give away in bars and stuff, and so that was a fun project. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I've done a lot for, for a lot. I've had
1: yeah, clients
2: in yeah. California, I've had them on the east coast, I've had them in Oklahoma, Florida, wherever you know, it's wherever the country. work is, you're taking it, yeah, right, because it, it's it's so easy to do now because of the internet, you I don't have to go anywhere, I don't even have to use Federal Express or anything, it's just shoot a PDF over or uh you know shoot an EPS, JPEG, whatever. It's real easy. And and they print right from there and <clears throat> that's why I can sit here and do this. In my little my little hole in Canton, Ohio and uh Did they ever send you do, the do products?
1: Them. You know, you must have been like every kid's best friend to get you know boxes of smoothie.
2: <laughs> no, and I, ne- I never got any of the product, never got any sour patch or anything like that. Um, but uh it was fun I did uh, something with the sour patch candies website, you know, their front page, um, and some interactive stuff. Uh same thing with the Swedish fish, they had a little game that they you could go on and you actually catch the the fish and right. so that was a fun little project. Um there's an interactive game on there. Uh, so yeah, I've done a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to rebuild, uh, rebrand myself as something new and different. I'm trying to. You know, a lot of my stuff on my website is um, really stuff I've done on my own and uh, isn't really client work because I'm I'm just I want to do something different. I want to try some different things. Um, try to get some different kind of work. Um, so that's where I'm at. Right. So when did you start doing the sports art? Well, when my son started going to school, um, I guess I can backtrack though. I I was always so busy with, with work, did my day job, my design work and stuff. Um, and the kids after work that uh, I really didn't have a whole lot of time to experiment or do a lot of stuff. So I would always do a little Christmas card um, where I would do a graphic Babe Ruth or Willie Mays or whatever, you know, and that went on for, I don't know, 10, 12 years or so. Um, and then when he went to school, I got half my life back because I still have my daughter. Mm-hmm. So I started just after after hours, I would, just start um designing posters and i think it started with like a walter johnson uh poster and i I guess i was thinking in my head that maybe i'll get these silk screens so i was trying to limit the colors and uh you know as, as i started working on them i started adding more colors on them and just really wasn't feasible to maybe silk screen them but uh they just kept growing and growing and growing. and uh, <clears throat> I, I kind of set up a little project for myself. I, I called that series kind of nicknames and numbers where, uh, okay, I want, you know, I got the ball player, I put his nickname on there and that'll give me some type to design and uh, a number, something relevant within his career. Maybe it was a, an all-time major league record. Maybe it was a, a year record or something, something relevant that maybe would make the viewer have to go look at his stats and see well, what the heck does that number mean? Um, I would put, put a facsimile autograph on there um, and maybe the team logo. So with that, I probably did I don't a 30 or 40 different ones of those. I've still got some that are in process. Uh, um, but like I said before, I, I like to do some different things. I get bored with, one direction and uh i felt like maybe i took that as far as i could so um you know i started i started this little indians project which uh i wanted to do um like every every professional cleveland ball player that's in the hall of fame whether they spent a couple days in cleveland like harold Baines, or you know whether they were a lifer like Bob Feller or whatever. I, I just wanted to do that research, see who's in the in the Hall of Fame that actually went through Cleveland. And uh, it was a fun little project. Um, was there it was any about, anything that surprised
1: you? Like, I, mean, um, I don't remember Harold uh, Bates as Indian, so.
2: It was, it was a real short stint. It was, uh, <laughs> I think he might've been about the, the one that spent the least time in Cleveland out of all of them. But uh, when I started my research, I saw Walter Johnson, when the heck did Walter Johnson play for Cleveland? Well, he, he didn't play for Cleveland. He managed them from 33 to 35, you know, right about the time, uh, right before Feller came along. But uh, I had no idea. and I, Here he is in his Indians uniform. It's like, I had no idea. And then you, you hear about players like Elmer Flick or uh, Addie Joss, um, real old time guy. He didn't no idea who these people even are, but it's cool to, to do the research on them and see what they did. and um, You know, so you give a little history in your Instagram post about you know, this is Addie Joss and you know, he he died after 1910 and they, they did a benefit which was really the first All-Star game. Uh, they did a little benefit for his family and uh, it was the Indians were well, not the Indians, it was probably the Naps back then. Um, they played against uh, a group of all-stars and they got Ty Cobb and Tris Speaker and all the big names of the day. Walter Johnson came to play. Um, so they did a little benefit game for him. So you find out about cool stuff like that when you <clears throat> try to do these little projects. Um, and then uh, I, I really got my life back when my daughter went to school. So I had nothing to do other than come up to my studio at night and my wife wanted to get rid of me, so I was more than happy to come up to my studio and and uh, noodle out these these little baseball guys. Um, so then after uh, after my Indians series was done, and I was posting them on Instagram, I thought, well, what am I going to do next and I knew the hundred year anniversary of the negro leagues was was coming up, so I said, I'm going to start my own little series. I had no idea uh, anybody else was going to do anything on it. I, you know, I really didn't know the museum was going to do anything. But you know, when you think about it, you figure they would. Um, so I just started researching the Negro League guys. And um, it kind of grew from there. I, I haven't had a whole lot of time to do a lot of them. I think I've got six of them done. Um, which is part of my my auction and what I'm doing for the, the event. But um, you know, I think I started with uh, with a Willie Wells, which I haven't really seen or heard anybody do much with, with Willie Wells um, other than the, the piece I've got. Um, and he was just the stud shortstop. Uh, started back in the late 20s, I think, and, um, and they called him he liked to go to Mexico to play. He said uh, Mexico is the first place I felt democracy and freedom, and acceptance. You know, something he didn't get back at home. And <clears throat> with those Negro League pieces, I I like my art to have meaning. Like with the the nicknames and numbers. You know, there's some levels there within the art that that kind of makes you think. So with the uh, the Negro League pieces, I I would research quotes. I was trying to find quotes that they would talk about their days in the league. And, um, that's, that's the quote I use for Willie Wells is about him liking to go to Mexico. Um, so I thought that was pretty powerful. And, uh, so I put quotes on, uh, on all those guys, uh, like Willie Mays. He says, every time I look at my pocketbook, I think of Jackie Robinson, you know, just, just stuff that makes you think. And, uh, So that's what I tried to do with that. And um, and then Tad came along and there's all this, right?
1: (laughs) So it's funny you mentioned Willie Wells because when I was looking through your portfolio, that was the one that stuck out to me. And I I went, you know what? I've heard the name, but I don't know anything about that. So I thought it was really cool that you put the information behind it back there.
2: Yeah. uh, They called him El Diablo because he was so intense. So the name kind of stuck when he came back to the States. It means the devil, so they called him the devil. And uh, but uh, interestingly, uh, the piece I did is uniforms from the Winnipeg Buffaloes, wow. which is a Western Canadian league where some of the Negro Leaguers went once Jackie broke the the barrier, and and uh, you know the Negro Leagues were kind of fading out. They they went up there to play, <clears throat> so. That's where his uniform's from, that, that uh, I depicted him.
1: Oh, that's really cool. So uh, yeah. what, what are you doing for the fundraiser? So you said you've got a couple prints there. Uh, I noticed, I'm guessing not all your work's up right now, and you've mainly focused on the Negro League players.
2: Um, yeah, like I'm going to do an eBay auction with a set of the six. Uh, and I did the Jackie one uh, three or four weeks ago, you know, specifically for this event. It's kind of the, the new one so I'm going to auction six of them off as a set but I also have on my website <clears throat> a little souvenir shop um, where you can you can buy those pieces individually. Um, I have a couple other older Negro League type related stuff uh, in the store right now so um, I'll probably uh, I'll be given a percentage of that and with the auction, I'm, I'm going to try to, depending on how well it does, I'm going to try to give pretty much everything uh, that I get from the auction uh, to the museum, so. Make sure
1: you fire that link off and we'll promote it as much as we can for you.
2: Absolutely, when, once, uh, once I set up the eBay uh, link, that's i'm gonna fire it off everywhere too so (laughs) um i I hope everybody else does and and i've been firing off everybody's stuff on on instagram and it's probably driving people crazy but uh (laughs) um (laughs) but i mean that's what we're doing this for right i mean honestly i i've i've never made any money off, off of any of this baseball stuff i've ever done uh it's more or less a I use it as a learning experience to every piece, you know, I do as is, is I learn and um, other than the off uh, rare chance that somebody on Instagram will hit me up and says, hey, you ever sell these things? And I'll say, yeah, and just send me 30 bucks. And I'll shoot you out of print. Right? So um, <clears throat> that's about it. Uh, cool. I have a lot fun with it. And then we'll get into some
1: cards here so we don't go in too late.
0: Uh, yeah, um, so we like to close up each interview with uh, the same question. Uh, that question, Eric, is, uh, as an American and as an artist and more importantly as a baseball fan, what do the Negro Leagues mean to
2: you? Uh, well, it's, uh, it, it boggles my mind um, when you look out over history and you, you see the kind of things that uh, – humans are capable of doing to other humans um it it, i i'll never understand it and this little snapshot that's the negro leagues um is just one little piece of that um and uh the tragedy of the ignorance of the people um really was kind of met with uh an overwhelming triumph, really, which, which is the fact that uh, you know they they put this thing together. It's like, Rube Foster comes along and he, he thumbs his nose at Kennesaw Landis and, and the owners and he's he says, <clears throat> "Hey guys, I'm going to do my own thing over here, which is going to be just as good as your thing over here, you know, and and maybe we'll get together and uh, have some exhibition games and you know." we're going to play our heart out when we do that and we're going to beat you. And they did. And, um, it's just, uh, it's just an amazing Testament to, to that group and uh, what they did. And, you know, it, 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 just always amazes me. So, uh, and I'm really glad I can be part of this event to, um, you know, be, one little bulb in shedding the light uh, on this, this this great group of uh, players and this great league and this great history. So that's about all
0: I got to say about that. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Eric. Uh, I have a couple of comments here from Greg Garfinkel, who's one of the other artists involved. He says, great stuff, love it. Uh, Glad you're enjoying the interview, Greg. And he wants to know, uh, Eric, what's your eBay handle?
2: Uh I think it's I think it's dog burger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why I called it that, but I think it's D O G B E R G E R. And like I said, I'm going to have a link uh all over the place. You you'll be able to go to my uh, website tripleplaydesign.com. I'll have links there. Um Instagram I, I try to stay off Twitter and Facebook as much as possible. I think they're cesspools of uh, humanity. So, uh, okay, I'll you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hi, uh, Facebook. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. all right. Unfriend <laughs> Facebook, baby. <right>? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll have stuff everywhere.
0: Brilliant, Eric. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute oh, pleasure to you. speak with you, man. Um, yeah. We're going to open up a, a pack of cards of your choice. So I'll hand over to Jason.
1: All right.
2: I love cracking packs. So
1: yeah. So uh, seven packs of cards you get choose from. You can pick okay. your- One here. So um, we got the. I'm a, I'm a junk wax guy. So th- this is this is my fun. Okay. We got 89 donors All right. 1990 score. Okay. 91 Studio. Yep. 92 Pinnacle. 92 Donruss, 93 Studio. And we'll go in we'll one modern pack with big league baseball.
2: Okay. Everybody's chewing up the 87 tops, right? Well, if you want, uh, I got 87 tops. No, no that's all right. Has, has anybody pulled a Griffey uh, rookie card out of that Donruss? set yet has anybody pulled one online yet yep we pulled it Ah, already i saw i saw the mcguire get pulled out of the 87 uh let's go with the donners
1: donners that's the 19 donners so so we can pull the and autograph in that one that's what's in this one okay yeah that'd be great
2: You're going to send it to me, right, if we pull it?
1: Yeah, well, uh, because it was
2: uh, Fern. (laughs) Fern Pill pulled
1: the the Griffey. i got to get his address so I can send him the the card. Okay. So you have to yeah the Donner's. This Donner's, 92.
2: Okay, yeah, that's fine.
1: Yeah. All right. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it was a good day. And then we pulled uh, the Stadium Club Bagwell Rookie. Oh, nice. So it was a a good day for pulling cards.
2: Stadium clubs are always pretty hot. Nice photography.
1: Okay. So, if you see any players you know I want to talk about, feel free. There's a lot of scrubs in these packs. All
2: right. No, that's fine. First up,
1: Jamie Navarro.
2: I've heard of him. I mean, it's been a while.
1: It's kind of worked out. (laughs) Mike Stanley? Yep. Uh, No. Backup catcher. I know there's no hole on that. Oh, Yeah, there we pulled in the Storm Davis.
2: Storm Davis. Okay, I, I remember Storm
1: Davis. Yep, his real name was George. <laughs> what was his favorite TV show? No, these are the the uh, the studio ones, but uh, let me see. Yeah, I just have it.
0: Hey, uh, it'll be cheers anyway. We know this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Lance Blankenship, he was just the backup guy there. for the- Yeah, I, I
2: remember the name.
1: I think the name just stuck out. No. Alejandro Pena? Alejandro
2: Pena, yeah. He was pretty good.
1: Bounced around a few teams there.
2: Yeah. Let's see here. oh, Steve Sachs. You got a Yankee for you. Steve Sachs, yeah. The yips. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Long time second baseman for the Yankees. Well, he started with the Dodgers, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah you know he was what? rookie of the year with the Dodgers. That's right. He was a long-time Dodger and then went to the Yankees and got the yips. That's what I remember.
2: Yep, yep, Yeah, it must be something with the Yankees, right? Chuck Knobloch got the yips.
1: You you don't want to hit any sports reporters, you know, uh, wife or mother when you throw those balls in the stands. (laughs) Dave Martinez for the Expos? Oh, no. There you go. David Wells. You know what David Wells.
2: Oh, David oh, Wells, yeah, yeah, perfect, perfect, perfect game, game in right? Yep, he threw a perfect game with the Yankees, right? Yep. Yeah, mid eighteen ninety eight. Yeah. He was a uh, he was a round guy, <laughs> big round guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it, his 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 uh, nickname was Boomer Wells, and his
0: like biography, his all is called like Boomer on brawls, babes, and
1: bar fights or some crap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that one. <laughs>
1: John Wetland,
2: yeah, John Wetland, yeah, Littlands,
1: yeah, yep. Yep. reliever, hey. right?
0: Yep, Yankee yeah. closer when we won the '96 yeah. World Series. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: I'm, I'm just disappointed he isn't ripping a, a badass guitar solo here, like he was in that <laughs> other card. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got that card too. I, I <laughs> <know>. Yeah, <laughs> so there's the, the the pinnacle card. Yeah,
2: there. It is. Oh, yep. okay, that's cool. That yeah. was a ride.
1: So, yeah, apparently he likes to uh, uh,
0: play the guitar and uh, the saxophone. This- yeah. Joe Waitland has other interests that we're better off moving on from. <laughs> uh, he's had a controversial
2: life
1: since baseball, through that way.
2: <laughs> All right.
1: Gerald Perry. That's an interesting card.
2: Yeah, looks like he's getting ready to steal, eh? Yeah. No, he's
1: throwing the bat. you barely see him, oh, he's throwing it. a
2: bat. Okay. The bat. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Rick Sutcliffe. Oh, yeah. All right. He's a stud. Yeah, it was a great pitcher. He was, he was an Indian, too, for a while. <laughs> Until he traded him and
1: then he won the Cy Young pick-ups. Yeah,
2: right. Well, <laughs> or that, you know, the Indians have Cy Young winners, uh, Cliff Lee and and uh, Sabathia, and then they get rid of him, right? Yeah, we flip them to the Mariners. So, you know, we. we... <laughs> <laughs> no, we flip them to the Yankees. So. Oh, man. All, right. all of our good players end up going to the Yankees. sometime.
1: that's all right. They're only good for a few years, and then they're paid, you know, thirty million to yeah. hurt on the injured list. You know, we'll take that. Yep. Yep. Another Yankee for you, John Lee Guterman.
0: All right. Yeah, I know his name.
1: Yep. Milt Thompson. I did not remember him. No. Okay. Tracy Jones. The Mariners. I only remember him because he was a Mariners. (laughs) No. But that was saying that I think there was like 146 different Mariners that played left field next to Kenny Jr. during his career. Wow. (laughs) That's that's amazing. Uh, And then the final card is Andy Bennis.
2: Andy Bennis. Padre.
1: Yeah, he was like, I think he was the number one draft pick back in the day.
2: Yeah, I remember him.
1: Yeah number of traffic in 88 so oh. eric it's been a blast uh
2: yeah i agree
1: catch up again off off the channel here but
2: uh yep. thanks
1: a lot for coming on
2: hey thanks for having me guys it was, it was a blast so love it
0: i'll echo jason sentiment thank you so much for joining us eric it's been a pleasure and uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, enjoy the rest of your day uh, enjoy your uh, off-season
1: break as well
2: yeah, sounds good, man.
1: <laughs> You've been waiting the whole time to throw it in there, haven't you? Hey, the Reds
2: I have a horrible Yankees feeling
1: four games
0: in seventy-six, baby. Right? That's true. Also, I have a horrible feeling that our guys will be following you guys shortly. I think that series might be up for us. No, seriously, no. It's
2: been a yeah.
0: an absolute blast, man. I mean, yeah, we have to have you back on ball caps and bike caps. To tell hey, us. I'd love
2: to. Yeah, anytime. So great. Love to love to do it.
1: Have a good one. Man. All right. Have a good one, Eric.
2: See you guys.